0: So uh, Pastor Harold is in the Holy Land. Everything is going well with he and his 24, 25 others. Uh, We've not heard of any incidents, so we'll keep praying for that. Um, and, And I'm just really excited to hear their stories when they come home of all they have seen and done on this trip. But we have been talking about courage these last few weeks, and I've really enjoyed the sermon series. If you haven't uh, picked up the book, I would would encourage you to think about doing that, maybe with your small group or um, just personal study. It is a really, really good and easy-to-read text. But, you know, I hope the more we talk about the brave faith of Jesus is that we will realize that there's something here for all of us. There's something for all of us to learn through what Jesus showed in his courage. Because not one of us has it all together. Is there anybody that does? Nope, I don't see any hands going up. Okay. We can hope and we can pray, but we all need that brave faith. The brave faith of Jesus is necessary for all of us to be able to stand tall in a world that has so much brokenness. But we've talked about clarity, we've talked about conviction, we've talked about candor, we've talked about hope, and today we're going to talk a little bit about fortitude, the fortitude of courage. And honestly, I've always thought this scripture was confusing, and I was trying to figure out why, uh, why this story with fortitude. But hopefully we'll unpack all that. So I really wonder what in the world was Jesus thinking by not taking anything with you. Has he ever seen me pack? (laughs) No, I know he hasn't. When I was a young rookie in the business field, I I got to go to this uh, huge convention up in Chicago um, and I took pretty much everything in my closet because I didn't know what I was gonna need. Um, Two huge bags. I mean, I took everything. But guess what happened? One of my bags exploded in the middle of Chicago O'Hare Airport. So that means my clothes were like... And then I'm like, no, I don't need any help. Nope, I'm embarrassed, but I don't need any help. People may have seen things they can't forget. (laughs) I'll never forget the incident. We'll just leave it at that. But how can he tell the disciples not to take anything with him? Doesn't he know emergencies come up? And you've got to change your clothes or something. I guess they stop and they wash them out and roll on, right? But Jesus had a plan for his disciples. And we just may not be privy exactly to what he's talking about. But the bottom line, I think, as we dig into that passage, is that he is teaching them about fortitude. And fortitude is the courage that can endure adversity, Courage can endure adversity. Fortitude is the courage. And sometimes we might feel exposed or uh, vulnerable. And I'm sure the 12 were thinking that when they got sent out. I mean, here you go. I've been doing all the work so far. You're out. I think that's, that would to me would be quite scary. But he wants them to realize that they're going to be on their own pretty soon. Because he's going to be walking that journey to the cross and they're going to have to figure this out on their own. Maybe he's challenging them to trust more. Maybe he's challenging them to have a better prayer life. But if they get to the end of their own resources, there is nothing but God. That's who they have to depend on. And Tom Berlin says in this book, fortitude comes from, from when we draw our strength from God rather than our own limited reservoir. Pretty good, huh? Our own limited reservoir. And I think that's something we, f- we forget. We think we're in control and we've got the whole deal together. We don't go directly to God's power and God's strength. We just try to do it on our own. Anybody guilty of that? Me. All the time. And we don't get really very far. And if these disciples are going out and they're depending on their own strength, they're going to be standing on a dirt road by themselves pretty soon. You know, we're going to get called to things that we don't feel equipped for. For instance, um, when I met with Pastor Harold and Pastor Marilyn when we were getting ready to move here, well, first of all, he's already said, we're going to put you in care ministry. I was scared to death. That was not something I thought was in my wheelhouse. Um, Mercy, yeah, I just didn't have it. I just didn't see it happening, but gosh, Marilyn was willing. And then he said, well, do you preach? And I said, no, 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 not, no, not at all, no. And that is a firm nope. Do you know the absolute terror that kind of goes through my system when I thought, when I, thought I had to preach? I was like, oh, my gosh. No, this is, no, God, you're not calling me to that. I absolutely knew I couldn't do it. And the only reason I can stand here is because of God's power. Look, if God can speak through a donkey. If God can speak through a donkey, certainly he can speak through anyone else, including this big chicken. I'm not putting up a chicken picture. <laughs> I have the chicken of Jeff's in my office and hiding. But no, I mean, this, is, I'm, this scares me to death. Who wants to know what I have to say? But hopefully it's not me that comes through. Hopefully it's God that comes through. And that's my prayer. A wise father in the faith, St. Augustine, said, Fortitude is the disposition of soul, which enables us to despise all inconveniences and the loss of things not in our power. Pretty wise. We're not called to worry about the stuff around us, the stuff that we think we have to have to be able to go out on God's mission. But we have God with our toolbox that's going to get us through it. So Jesus sent these 12 out on their own, nothing to carry, no money. And I can almost see the look on their faces because they had to be terrified. Seriously, they didn't didn't have any experience in healing except for watching Jesus do it. These people were fishermen and tax collectors and they didn't have skills in public speaking. Going it alone might seem like a great idea until you do realize you're alone and you're over your head. That courage we might have had is a little shaky. That internal strength is a little shaky. Kind of like my legs right now, they're just a little little shaky. But it increases our dependence on God. Our strength comes from the glory of God, the love of Christ, and the power of the Holy Spirit. Our need to connect with God is part of our process of being made holy. And we, as United Methodists, put a lot of emphasis on sanctification or sanctifying grace about how God continually works in us to make better choices better decisions, leaning into him with what we need. We have to be in touch with God. And sometimes it's a realization that we need to be in community with each other. We're in community with each other this morning. We come together, we fellowship, we worship those are all important things that keep us filled up, but it's, worship is something we should live, but our life does need to be rooted in community with other people. We have the ability to learn and to support each other and to share and to love and encourage. So my question to you today is, do you have a community of people who support you? who share with you, who, who encourage you. That's the substance of a small group. Now, if you are not part of a small group, you may be missing out on some of the courage that you could gain from community, the courage that you need to keep going and serving Jesus. Our choir is really a small group. A large, small group. But they, but y'all look after each other. You know what's going on in each other's lives. You share and you support and you encourage. The size of the group doesn't matter. It's about are you connecting in community. Others strengthen us by their example and by their words. Now, men... Y'all might be the most difficult to get in a small group. What is that about? We women can have a hen party at the drop of a hat, but getting you guys together to be in a small group is hard. And I'm all for, if you need a group, male, female, couple, whatever, we wanna help you do that. Call me, call Ashley, and we wanna help you connect and be with others that you can draw strength and fortitude from them. But please hear me loud and clear. Don't go it alone. We are not meant to be silos. We are meant to be in community with one another. You know, Jesus had a small group. So we should be in some kind of community as well. We are better together. So much of what Jesus is also teaching us in this passage is that we need to prepare ourselves to pick up our cross. And keep moving forward. In fact, further in the same chapter, Jesus asked the 12, who do you say I am? And here's Peter. I love Peter. I do. He's, he's just, you never know what he's going to do. He's like a loose cannon. He says, you are the Messiah. Now, he stepped out and risked. He had a 50-50 chance of getting that correct. But Peter is committed. He is stepping into being committed to the cross and the ministry. He's what Tom Berlin calls in this book, wholehearted. Wholehearted. He is all in. And Jesus calls us to be like Peter. Because Peter knew who Jesus was. Peter knew in his gut. And that also means, once you know, you are susceptible to the failings of the flesh. Because we're human. We are not divine as Jesus was. We are Fallible, We make mistakes. And part of the time, we, we sometimes miss that we did make a mistake. But we're all works in progress. And God does not give up on us. Amen. Let us not give up on him. Jesus telling the 12 the same thing. You have to learn to stand without me. Right behind you. You have to rely on your faith and what you know. You have to rely on your community, and mostly you have to trust God. That who leads you to something, He will get you through it. So the three, those three important points. Really, if you don't hear anything else, is be sure and rely on your faith, what you know to be true. Rely on your community. Your community loves and supports you and mostly rely on God to give you the fortitude that you need to do his good work. He doesn't desert his people, but he's still every with them every situation. But it sounds like he just sent them out and goes, Yep, you're on your own, guys. No clothes, no money, no food. But we are not meant to go it alone. We are meant to realize our own weakness and our own dependence on God's strength. And that can be manifested in so many ways. You know, there's that old saying that said, if God calls you to it, he will bring you through it. That's kind of applicable here. Ralph Waldo Emerson said, patience and fortitude conquers all things. God may call us to stand tall and face the unknowns, but He gives us grace to get through whatever our struggles are. And if it's a personal struggle, a illness, addiction, relationship challenge, finances, whatever it is, God will show you a way to bear up. 1 Corinthians ten thirteen says, "No temptation has seized you that isn't common for people, but God is faithful." And he won't allow you to be tempted beyond your abilities. Instead, with the temptation, God will supply a way out so that you can endure it. He doesn't solve it for us, does he? But he gives us the courage and the fortitude to maneuver through whatever comes our way. And that's exactly what Jesus was teaching It's easy to get caught up in the material things of this life, even with the 12 disciples, to go out with nothing with them. But you go out in trust and faith. But I do like the part when he said, if they reject you, you shake the dust off your feet. And sometimes it's okay if it doesn't work. It's okay to step back. But the last verse of this passage is the greatest hope. Because it said they proclaimed the good news and healed people everywhere. So what they thought they didn't have the ability to do in the beginning, God supplied. God supplied And that is a testimony to what we are to be able to do as long as we rely on our faith and our community and our God. They were almost like in Jesus' boot camp because he was teaching them how to go it without him standing there. You know... He's sitting there with his disciples at the last meal. The one that's going to betray him. And he doesn't treat him any different. And the one who denied him three times, there's Peter again. But Jesus taught them how to move forward for that day when he was no longer physically standing with them. And he calls all of us to be prepared. He calls us to rely on our faith. He calls us to rely on our community. And he calls us to rely mostly on God, to take up your cross, take up your cross and follow. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit,